This program is a paid commercial announcement produced and paid for by Jacob Media Partners. No statements made during the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Radio Show shall constitute tax, legal, or accounting advice. You should consult your own legal or tax professional on any such matters. Information presented is for educational purposes only and does not intend to make an offer or solicitation for the sale or purchase of any specific securities, investment, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk and, unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Be sure to first consult with a qualified financial advisor and or tax professional before implementing any strategy discussed. David Bazaar, Brent Elam, and Karen Bazaar of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management are licensed to offer investment advisory services through Thrive Capital Management, LLC, a Pennsylvania State Registered Investment Advisor. Office headquarters located in Fort Washington and offices of convenience used exclusively for client meetings at Exton, Yardley, and Cherry Hill. Now on Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. The Thrive Retirement Roadmap Show with your hosts, David Bazaar, Karen Bazaar, and Brett Elam of Thrive Financial Services and Thrive Capital Management. They know that the road to a successful retirement is paved with consistent care and a commitment to guide the families they serve. David and Brett are co-authors of the book, Roadmap to Retirement, Navigating Your Way to Peace of Mind. The Thrive team has been recognized by Suburban Life Magazine and Philadelphia Magazine as one of the area's top wealth management firms. They've been featured in numerous publications such as the Wall Street Journal, CBS News, Fox, NBC, and ABC as well. But their greatest accomplishment yet is their ability to talk to people just like you about living out their dreams in retirement. Their phone is always open at 800-516-5861 or visit thrivefinancialservices.com. Now, here's David, Karen, and Brett, along with Joe Krause. Kentucky Derby Day on this Saturday, and we say hello to everybody. The first Saturday in the month of May, we welcome everyone into Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, back for uh, another Saturday morning and, and kicking off what has been, David, an accelerated quick year in 2019. We are already through uh, January, February, March, April now on the rear view mirror mark or a may uh in front of us uh we kick it off uh and as the year rolls on good morning sir good morning to you joe how's everything going all good everything yeah. well busy everything is uh everything is brisk, brisk. Uh, it's brisk business is brisk absolutely yeah we're having a great time and uh, things are good excited to introduce uh sherry eigen to the show she's gonna be with us all morning so we're excited to have her welcome sherry thank you Excited nice to, have to be you. here. Yeah, nice to have you here, Sherry. And you had nice glasses on. I, I like the glasses that you uh, are wearing. The clear look is good. So thank you for it. And I know we're on radio, so people don't get a chance to see that. Uh, but nice uh, for you to join us for the full hour today. Thank you. Very excited to be here. Karen Bazaar, Brett Elamar with us as well. Karen, uh, I'm coming to you first today. Uh, what's on your agenda when we come back after our first commercial break? What, where are you going with your dialogue today? We are going to talk about the seven risks for retirement income planning. Okay. That just happens to be what we focus on here at the ride. All right. So we'll deal with that coming up in break number or um, segment number two after the opening break. Brett, what are you talking about? 
Yeah, I'm going to be chatting about uh, some of our other radio personalities in the Delaware Valley area and just a recent experience that uh, someone is onboarding as part of the Thrive Army and just want to talk a little bit about the experience that he had gone through and oh. things to be careful of, of things that we've been echoing over the last month here, Krause. All right, good stuff. And thank you so much for referencing the Thrive Army, which continues to grow. We will update you on the upcoming workshops for next week. There are two workshops that are scheduled, one on the 7th of May uh, and then one on Thursday the 9th of May, and we'll get into both of the workshops and all of the details. David, let me come back to you. Um, I did enjoy our conversation a week ago um, and your segment on long-term disability, and I almost feel as though, as a matter of fact, I think somebody hit me up on Facebook about it, um, that topic alone, there are many topics that you can say this about, but that topic alone, we need to do a one-hour special on that to get below the surface of the conversation. Very, very meaningful conver uh, conversation a week ago. Yeah, and uh, we got phenom phenomenal response on it as well. It's a, it's a topic, again, that you know you don't want to think about, you don't want to have to deal with, but it is, uh, it's a deal-breaker a lot of times for people in retirement and with the industry kind of uh, fumbling its way forward and not in a good way, not in a productive way, uh, I think it's definitely on people's mind. And unfortunately, uh, it's really kind of hit close to home this week for us because uh, Karen's dad's in uh, the ICU unit over at Paoli Hospital. He, uh, 80 years old, really, you know, good shape and takes care of himself, just very recently retired. And, um, you know, is uh, visiting Karen's sister and walking up a hill after petting the dogs and just kind of lost his balance, fell forward and you know, really bad shape, really bad shape. So, you you know, you start to think about, obviously, you know, prayers are out there and we're hoping he comes through with that. But then afterwards, you know, it, it's kind of whether it's rehabilitation or whether it's assisted living and all of that. So, you know, after talking about that last week on the show and then, you know, it kind of happening, you, you, you kind of it comes home for us is, you know, as financial advisors, we talk about these things and um now it's kind of hitting home. So uh, it, it, uh, we hope people in the Thrive Army definitely listen, get an understanding of that, that it's real. Not necessarily possible or probable, but certainly possible. Karen, I'm so sorry to hear that. We Thanks. are, um, listen, these conversations are very real. Um, they are as real as the day is long. They're as real as us talking to through the dial here on 1210. So first prayers, as David uh, referenced, um, and then the unexpected. Karen right. is so is is so difficult, and that's some of what we talk about on this program mm -hmm. in terms of being prepared. We do, and it, it you never know. It, just, it was a s simple accident. It wasn't even a long term illness or anything like that. Super healthy, so. He's, yeah, he's doing all, well. He's doing better. It's all going to work out. Yeah, and our prayers are with you on that. And, um, you know, the roadmap to retirement is, uh, it, you know, in some ways designed to be able to help us as we get older navigate some of those circumstances that we don't expect or we know are there. We know they exist, but we don't expect them. Yeah, and that's all. It's all about preparation. You know, it really is. And a lot of times it's for naught but it's better to be prepared and not have the situation occur versus having a situation occur and not being prepared. Right. You know? So uh, that's why, you know, we really, we're very passionate here at Thrive about these situations. Uh, we take what we do incredibly serious, uh, but at the same time, we love it and we enjoy it. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to bring Sherry on the show. You know, Sherry is, uh, is running our Cherry Hill, New Jersey office 
and um, she's also doing the same educational workshops over in the Cherry Hill, Mount Laurel area. And, um, you know, when we first met Sherry a couple of years ago, you know, there's just a high degree of energy, a lot of enthusiasm. And the time that she's been with us, uh, just been amazing to see the growth and all of that. And I think at the end of the day, the thing that makes Sherry very successful with us is just her passion about this. So, Sherry, just spend a minute, maybe tell us a little bit about, you know, why you do this, where you kind of came from and, you know, why Thrive ended up being a really good fit for you. Sure. I would love to. Um a little bit about what I talk about in my workshop. The way I met David and Brett and Karen at Thrive is I actually, I got a random email. I answered the email to talk about um, a workshop. David reached out to me. I told him about my background. My background was pretty much in uh, life insurance and things of that nature. I, he convinced me to come meet with him and I sort of was put off because a lot of people, since I've been in the industry for so long, I get a lot of calls from a lot of different recruiters and different people that want me to come work for them. And after a couple months, I actually went to one of his workshops in Horsham. And I sat down and I listened to the workshop with everyone else that was there. And I had met with Brett and I had met with David and I was beyond impressed. And I knew what they did was something completely different than anything I have ever seen. I saw the reaction of the people in the audience. I said, this is something I want to be a part of. And I have never looked back. Sounds like me and as to why I sit in this chair and enjoy being such a part of this program for what Thrive means to, in your case, everybody that happened to be in the room that night in Horsham, and now everybody that happens to be in the room when you give a workshop, we'll tell our listeners about that coming up uh, next Thursday. You'll get an opportunity to meet Sherry if you haven't already. Uh, so we'll tell you about that when we come back after the break. And Sherry, you'll stay with us. Uh, Sherry will be part of uh, the, uh, the full conversation today. This is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show here on Talk Radio 1210. And WPHT. We're back in a moment. And we hope you enjoy this weekend, first weekend of May. Welcome back, everyone, to Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. 1-800-516-5861. 1-800-516-5861, the number to call. You can uh, schedule your appearance on May 7th at the Wissahickon Bluebell Library on Skipback Pike in Bluebell. Taxes in retirement is the uh, subject uh, or the title or the uh, lead on the meeting for uh, Tuesday the 7th and then on Thursday the 9th over at the Cherry Hill Public Library on Kings Highway. You'll get an opportunity uh, to go by and say hello to Sherry Eigen. That's on Thursday the 9th at the Cherry Hill Public Library. Brett, I bring you into the conversation. A good Saturday morning uh, to you, sir. Uh, I'm uh, Since you teased in our opening segment the uh, topic uh, of conversation, uh, I'm going to kill my audio. I'm going to sit back and uh, listen to what That's you all good. say. Yeah, yeah, it's it's the first, stuff. This is the first Saturday since the Eagles draft been completed. Yeah. So, uh, you, we always love that time. Even, of though the, even though the total, the number number of picks were uh, a lot uh, a lot smaller than a lot of the other teams uh, they got their big do you know tackle. what they say you know what they say it's always quality versus quantity that's it no yeah doubt. all day long all day long so anyhow so that that's exciting but you know today I, I we had the opportunity to meet a uh, uh, a, 
a prospect who's now becoming part of the Thrive Army over the last couple months here. And the great conversations and, and uh, people that had a very good, uh, strong foundation under them, just had no one necessarily putting all their different puzzle pieces together. And just want to kind of talk about some of the experience that they had gone through. Um, real quick, Krause, the story is there's a, uh, um, a special needs situation where we got a plan for the next generation and being careful if there are going to be assets left in, the, in a child's name, et cetera. And that was something that they're very emphatic to making sure that we were addressing. That was a big deal. Number two, just like we talk about all the time um, with our different social security strategies about why it makes sense to hold off long term. And I talked about that a little bit last time on the show about how uh, a gentleman came in, uh, a regular listener to the radio show, just uh, understanding of that reinforcement that we talk about here um, week after week. Uh, so they understood of, of where that may have made sense a little bit as well. And we spoke about because so much of their assets, um, in fact, Krause, almost 100% of their assets were in qualified monies, meaning every single dollar they were going to pull out was going to be taxable. And we spent the, the, the right amount of time with them during that initial interaction. This is what's so important to make sure that the people that we sit in front of, that their plan is their plan and that our plan is their plan. And again, I don't know what people's expenses are. Um, I don't know what uh, they care about from a legacy perspective. And again, when we get the opportunity to plan a couple thousand cases a year inside this office, we always, uh, we take people, caught a little bit of dental pain, but it's always so that we can um, ensure that we maximize the productivity that when we get together with people. And a little bit of of the story, Krause, was, um, was we had some competition. And it was a radio personality from someone that's not on the same channel as us. So they're probably not listening to us either. And I always describe it, they had alphabet soup after their name. So they had all these different uh, acronyms for accreditations and all that stuff. So I was like, yeah, it looked pretty interesting and all that. And I know what they all meant at the end of the day. So the very first thing, um, and they came in this past week and they handed me some reports that came from that other advisor, which does all the time. We love to be challenged. We love to say, hey, why are you guys any different than anybody else? Because you all sound like the same. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And when I had spoken to him a couple nights before, I said, hey, we just want to review um, the illustrations that we had gone through last time and kind of talk about the pieces of taxes and social security, et cetera. And he'd come in and said, hey, just wanted to let you know that we've been interviewing people over the last couple months here, and we've narrowed it down to you, uh, narrowed it down to two, pardon me, yourselves here at Thrive. And then another institution um, from a different radio channel from that personality. So when we started going through some of the due diligence, the very first thing that was given to me, and we talk about it's the very first piece of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review, was a Social Security Optimization Report. So when we got that report, and again, the story was, and for all of our listeners, uh, remember 1953 being the last year that people can take advantage of that term that we call file and restrict. And what was recommended in the report that they had was given from the other institution versus ours was very close. And this is what's such a big deal, Krause, is so many times that we can derive all these different reports and so forth. But does it actually apply to that person's situation? Is it possible that they can actually make it? on what our recommendations are. And again, it's one thing given what a report says. It's another thing being able to follow it. And with one of the big things, and again, it's the importance of the Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review is putting all the puzzle pieces together, not just simply the investment piece of it. And I'm going to get to that here in just a moment. But again, when he handed me a report, he goes, ah, I think your Social Security, his number's higher than yours. And I was like, all right, well, let's look at why. And again, it was little differences of looking at inflation and so forth. But when we get down to some of the fundamentals, what was being recommended was for the missus to start her 
Social Security right now while she was still working, because for the, our, our, our listeners, remember, if we take Social Security in the year that we turn our full retirement age, we can earn up to approximately $45,000. And for every $3 we earn beyond that, they penalize us $1. So they weren't going to really receive too much benefits if she had started her benefit today. However, full retirement age for both uh both of them in the uh, family were later this year. They were both 1953. So we said, makes no sense for you to start it right now. We might as well wait till your spouse hits their full retirement age and we start those benefits simultaneously. Why not get an additional 8% growth of delaying it one more year, especially if we were going to receive no benefits for that year. Again, it didn't make any sense given that situation. And I said, how hardcore did you go through this report? We really didn't. They just wanted to see that we had put it together. And I was like, just looked at them. I said, okay. I go, what else were you handed? And then they were handed this big comprehensive report. And we started going through the assumptions that were in there. And I was like, do you believe this? Do you believe that? And he goes, no. And I go, well, I just want you to understand the report that you're comparing us and the competition on are something that you don't necessarily agree with. And then the agita started creeping in for me because then what was given to me was an illustration. When there were assets on there, Krause, were probably somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1.7 million-ish, somewhere in there, maybe a little bit higher. But what was handed to me and what was I was asked to look at was saying, hey, this is what's being proposed to me was a million-dollar illustration for an annuity, okay? And for our regular listeners on the line, when we talk about annuities, a lot of times you hear us talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and we got to be careful of what kind of annuities were out there. And for a couple that we had just spoken to that it made no sense, given their assets and their income needs, that it didn't necessarily, they didn't need to go take money that they moved from a, a, a pension and then convert it back into a pension through that annuity, we just said, it doesn't necessarily make sense for you to get that guaranteed income stream. This was a couple that needed, I don't know, somewhere in that eighty-five dollars to $100,000 range. And listen to this. Long term, $72,000 of that income was going to come from Social Security. So the very first question that I had asked, and this is all about putting the puzzle pieces together, not just looking at the pure investments. I go, can you, give, can you give me a good explanation as to why someone showed you a million-dollar illustration that's going to guarantee you about $70,000 a year of income after five or six years? Sounds pretty good on the surface. Hey, I'm going to get a guaranteed income, whatever that looks like, and we start drawing it down. I said, why do you need that? And he goes, what do you mean? I said, you just shared with me your needs are in that ninety dollars to $100,000 range on an annual basis. So if we said Social Security is going to derive about seventy dollars to 75000 of that income, you only have a small gap of thirty to four tops, thirty to 40000 if we include taxes in that. Can you explain to me why somebody who's looking at in your best interest putting a plan together customized for you felt the need to share with you a million-dollar illustration related to an annuity? And they just looked at me and said, No. I go, you add those two numbers up, you're at $150,000 unnecessarily. I go, you came to a workshop called Tax Efficiency in Retirement. So I asked them. I said, okay. And we started just really talking about why do you think that happened? And we couldn't get a good answer as to why. That being A. B is I go, can you tell me the comments that they made related to your tax return? They're like, what do you mean? I was like, you gave them a copy of your tax return and they factor tax efficiency into this overall plan. And they go... Actually, they haven't asked for my 17 nor my 18 tax return, which you've done both now on the first and the second appointment now that we were meeting last week after their taxes were done. And I just shrugged my shoulders and I looked at him. I go, do you think taxes is an important piece of what you're doing? And they said, yeah. I go, what kind of workshop did you come to from ours? 
They said taxes and retirement. How do we provide a tax-efficient retirement planning? I go, do you think now that you're this far into the stage, because normally the honeymoon ends at some point in time, do you think your advisor will ever ask you for a copy of your tax return to understand how to finalize and put all those other puzzle pieces together? And he said, probably not. And I just put my hands up. I said, you're right. I said, I can't come up with a rational, a good answer as to why they justified of putting so much of your assets into an annuity. Isn't an annuity appropriate? Maybe. But why so much? And those are the things where we get agita. A lot of times we measure the agita level of our clients, but we get as well is that when people are coming in with plans, fiduciaries, people doing what's supposed to be in the best interest of the people they're sitting in front of and they're throwing things at them, you wonder if they're worrying about their wallet or the wallet of the people that they're working on the behalf of. And when we get the opportunity to sit in front of, we talk about how many cases we plan on an annual basis, on a weekly basis. Again, it's something that Sherry sees as well. It's the importance of that Thrive Retirement Roadmap Review. And again, I'm going to volley the ball over to Sherry a little bit as well, just here in the last minute here of the segment, just things that we see that drive us nuts from the competition. And again, these are all things that we talk about when people come in. Please. Absolutely. I have people thank me. I mean, in the workshop, we actually talk about there's going to be questions that you didn't even know you needed to have with us, conversations you didn't even know you needed to have. And I, I think when I do the workshop and people come in prepared with all the information and I start discussing with them um, taxes in retirement and putting all the puzzle pieces together. They don't understand why their current investment advisor hasn't gone through all the information that we go through. Like we say, your investment advisor got you to this point, but now there's things that you need to be able to know and understand to help you make the decisions later on in retirement. And honestly, that's what makes us stand out and what makes me love doing my job. And I know I can help my clients. Good stuff from Sherry Eigen, who is sitting with us for the full hour here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. Brett, uh, quickly before we get into the break, there is uh, one last reference that I want you to react to that I jotted down. Uh, Our plan is your plan. I think that's so important. I really do. It sounds like to me from the example that you provided, um, the plan wasn't necessarily the the, the plan for the individual. That's I think it. that's so important. You said it, Krause. Again, it's got to be personalized. Again, we take people through. It's a little, People feel like agita sometimes when we take them through that. But they, we want to ask them the questions. We want to challenge them on their, on their expenses and everything else. We want your plan to be your plan. And then we say, this is how we go accomplish it in the most efficient way possible. Well done. Well said. Uh, thank you for sharing uh, that example. Uh, as I go to the break, let me speak directly to the Thrive Army. Uh, because you're like me, listening and absorbing uh, that conversation um, Our plan is your plan, I think, is a great way uh, to summarize that. We'll get to a commercial break here on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, as we come to you on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's the first Saturday in the month of May. When we come back after the break, Karen Bazaar will join us uh, with a list of seven. We'll get to that after the break. And back here on a Saturday morning on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT, this is Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. MeetThriveFinancial.com is a good resource for you. You can go to the website, MeetThriveFinancial.com, and you can get 
Up Close and Personal with Brett Elam, Karen Bazaar, and David Bazaar. Uh, you'll find some fun facts uh, about Thrive Financial and about all three uh, individually. Uh, and hopefully in that list, Karen, is a bullet point under your, uh, under your name uh, that says very efficient. You are very efficient. Uh, at least I think so. That's my impression of you. Uh, everything is always very efficient um, when we do the programming and do the show. Uh, welcome in. Thank you. Um, happy Saturday morning to you, Joe. Um, so, yeah, we're going to look at seven risks for retirement income planning. And oddly enough, that's what our focus is. That's what Thrive really focuses on. And um, they're not in any particular order. But I just have a, an article here, and the one um, paragraph is pretty important to me. It says, those entering retirement are crossing the threshold into an entirely foreign way of living, where they are vulnerable to several risks more uniquely felt by retirees. And that's what we kind of do our seminars about as well. How true is that statement? It's really, really true. It's very true. It's very true. So after one of our seminars, sometimes people are like, you know, you just opened up my mind to things I never even thought about or their advisor that they're currently working with, like Brett just said never brought up some of these things so it was an amazing in brett's example uh, just to connect the dots um there was no reference or request for any of the tax information and without that piece to me it's almost it's almost hard for me to understand how could you put the puzzle together if you we don't call that, have that financial piece? malpractice yes thank you. <laughs> there you go <laughs> um so number one again no particular order um so when you're once you're retired you have a reduced earning capacity right meaning some people retire but they think all oh, will work part-time but as you get older it definitely gets harder to get a job or you're not going to get a job that's going to pay you what you used to to make um i have a lot of people joking saying i'm going to end up being the greeter at walmart and uh and I kind of laugh with them, but I go, it's not really funny, but okay, if that's what you have to do to get through this, but we're here to help you. Maybe we can change that. Uh, number two, visible spending constraint. What that means is while investments were once a place for saving and accumulating, and we talked about this before, you were used to just saving your money, putting your money in your 401k or your IRA, um, you have to learn to re- to uh, create an income stream from your existing assets. And that's it puts an important constraint on your investment decisions. So what do I mean by that? Uh, number one, you were used to putting money away in your savings, and now you have to start taking money out of your savings. Uh, and if you don't do it strategically, what we talked about before is um, if you have to start taking your required minimum distributions, where do I take them from? And what's the best systematic way to do that? Some people just kind of go no plan and just take it from whatever account they think they should take it from. Um, you know, another area of spending constraints. Um, if you want to sell a stock to make money for your, for your income, how's that going to affect your taxes? Like Brett talks about, right? It all is in the picture. How are your capital gains going to come out if you sell your stock? Um, another area is you need to make an income stream, perhaps an annuity for some of your planning might work for you. It all depends on our client. Again, we always plan for them, not what we want. Uh, Number three, heightened investment risk. Retirees experience heightened vulnerability to sequence of returns risk. We talked about this. Do you remember this conversation? Many times. We've had many times. And we, we talk about it, but here's an article just bringing it up out of the blue, right? Sequence of return risk. Once they are spending from their investment portfolio, Poor returns early in retirement can push the sustainable withdrawal rate well below what is implied by long-term average market returns. And it basically 
says that if you start taking your money out and the market goes into a downturn, we call it a bear market, you're in trouble because you're not going to be able to regain the money that you lost when you're also taking money out of it. And that's a frustrating point for me or a point I try to get across to clients. And you might sh- have the same problem, Sherry, but people I'll say, well, how do you feel about the market? And they say, oh, it goes down, it goes up, no big deal. And in my yes, head, absolutely. I'm screaming, it's a big deal. It's a very big deal. Um, I'll just stay the course. Yes. That's what they say. Yes. I'll just stay the course. It'll change. I say, if you're under 55 years old, maybe you can deal with that. But to me, anything over 55, you have to make sure that you're safe. We, we talk about safety. It's all about safety and making sure you have enough for the rest of your life. That is actually one of the slides in our workshop is the sequence of returns. And when I'm looking at them, I, I kind of see their, their face. You know, obviously... Listen, we are reluctant. We are reluctant to get outside of our comfort zone. Absolutely. Into these areas because we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know the answer. So that's part of what I've learned from being a part of Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show, is, is, is starting to try and understand where we stand. Didn't mean to get sucked. No, that's but. okay. But it, that to us, is, to us, we understand the importance of it so much. And we try to convey that. And Sherry does that at her seminars. But really, it's, it's such an important. If anybody's out there listening, just Google sequence of returns during retirement. It's such an important part of your retirement planning because there are people that were in 2007, 2008, they're, they're unable to continue retirement as they planned, and they had to make a plan B. So, very important. But you also have to remember that once you receive that education, you have to do something about it. Right. Yeah, sure. Exactly. Right. That's the big challenge. Right? Knowledge yeah. is only power if you utilize yeah, it. Absolutely. So, people ask that question, and we give them the response. Mm-hmm. It's backed in data. And then you still get people who don't take action. That's sometimes the frustrating part. Mm-hmm. Yep, it is, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Just I don't know why that is, other than I think there's this, I don't know if it's our unwillingness to accept the fact that we need to have a plan, or, or if it's our unwillingness to recognize that we're at the on the doorstep of retiring? I don't know. I don't know what the it's, right It's answer. just it's, creature it's, of habit. Yeah. That's what it is. It's hard for people to break pattern. And that's why, you know, uh, we talked last week, Vanguard has right on its front page of its webpage of its website that working with a financial advisor typically brings an increase of about 3% in the overall performance of a retirement plan. Part of that is behavioral modification. And when we're left to our own devices, a lot of time we don't take action. If we're instigated, and that's what we try to do in a tactful way at Thrive, it, it really helps people move forward. Uh, number four, unknown longevity. Again, we talk about this. We do the overall stress analysis, and we can play around with it and say, what happens if you live to 95? Are we going to still maintain our current uh, way of living? Maybe, maybe not. Um, number five, spending shocks. Um, unexpected expenses could relate to any number of matters. So one of the questions we ask is, what's your income that you're going to need in retirement? What's your budget? And I always tell people, you got to add, every month for our budget, something always happens to come up. So now we just have like a little surprise section on our budget, no matter what it is. Hot water heater, roofing, whatever, new windows, all of that stuff. It's very important. Um, Compounding inflation. That's another area that we focus on when we're planning for retirees is we do a stress analysis and we we factor in 
we factor in how inflation is going to affect your retirement. And then last but not least is declining cognitive abilities. And as a fiduciary, that's actually a question on one of the tests that we have to take in order to be financial advisors. And you have to recognize if your client is having reduced cognitive abilities, but it also factors in if you don't have an advisor and you're managing everything, you might not be doing things the right way. So it's good to have a second set of eyes on everything. What's the step? What's the process? Should you recognize that notification of somebody in the family, I would imagine. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Good stuff from Karen Bazaar. Um, I hope I didn't jam you through or rush you Not through at your, all. List of, Not uh, at all. Uh, your list of seven. You can go to thrivefinancialservices.com and get registered or scheduled for either May 7th uh, at the Wissahickon Bluebell Library on Skipback Pike and Bluebell uh, or May 9th. Uh, go see Sherry at Cherry Hill Public Library, 1100 Kings Highway. That's on Thursday of next week. 1-800-516-5861 is the number to call. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, our prayers with you and your thank family you. as things roll along. We'll get to a commercial break. David Bazaar, back on the other side. And back here on a Saturday morning here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Tune in next week. Our good friends from DelVal Insurance will be with us. Uh, always an interesting conversation when they join. The underlying part of that conversation is that they really do deliver some meaningful ways that you can save dollars specifically on your automotive insurance. I know we sometimes see or hear the commercial spot touting save 40% on your car insurance, but when you can do that, uh, David, that is one of those buckets that factors into the plan, uh, So, which is why they are one of our partners. So tune in next week and we'll have Fran and Jim back with us and spend some time with them as well. Yeah, so Joe, we're going to finish up the show today talking about pensions. And uh, before I get into the topic overall, I'd really encourage uh, our listening audience to visit our website at thrivefinancialservices.com. If you go to the media tab, we have all of our downloads that are available from financial education resource perspective. So, Because I'm going to be talking about pensions, one of the downloads we have is the Pension Crisis in America. It's a white paper that we wrote. Um, A lot of times people are very ill-informed related to pensions, and we want to make sure, because we see at our workshop, typically 60 to 70% of the people who attend do have pensions. Um, but we've got a looming pension crisis, and not many people are willing to accept that, try to understand it, learn more. Uh, as a matter of fact, Sherry, like when you visit with people that come to your workshop, what percentage of your time would you say people have uh, have a pension? At least 75 80%. Yeah. And then we kind of go through our process of trying to get educated about what they're doing and then try to educate them on what they can be doing better. So what, you know, we've got these things uh, called survivor benefits, right? So um, you have an election choice in your pension of whether you're going to take the highest dollar amount for monthly income or you're going to sacrifice that a little bit so that a surviving spouse continues with either the same amount of money or some, you know, some percentage of. What? How often do you see a mistake being made there? That's all part of my story. 
Mm-hmm. Basically, the clients come in with their paperwork. They have their pension sheets. They're getting ready to make their election. Um, they just think they're going to take the top choice. The top choice is the biggest monthly payment. They don't understand that if they pass away, their spouse is, is going to get zero. And we say it all looks great as long as both of you are living. We have to make sure that everything is good when the first one passes away. So I will give them advice once I do the plan for them and say, listen, I, I know it looks good up top, but you might want to take the seven. survivorship or the 50% survivorship to make sure that your spouse is okay when you pass or even option for lump sum. I mean, prior to making decisions with the pension crisis, even if they have an option to take a lump sum, I normally recommend them take a lump sum to know their money is going to be safe. And these people have worked, I mean, my clients, they worked their whole life and put into a pension and think that when they retire, the dollars that were promised to them are going to be there for the rest of their life. So it's all part of making the decision. Yeah, really, really important. And and, and to Sherry's point about uh, selecting the top box because that looks on the surface like it's the best decision. It doesn't. And That's what it is. It just looks. It looks. It's right. not necessarily the best right, decision. Right. And you know, one of the statistics that we cite at our workshops is that the vast majority. And you, you know, if you've got a couple of million dollars saved, you may actually tune out when I say what I'm about to say. But we've seen it, and it's very scary. But the biggest percentage of people living in poverty at retirement age or in retirement years is women. And it's a primary thing because, you know, if we start talking about ages, these are people that did have these pensions, the defined benefit pension plans, but made the wrong election choices. And statistically, it's men who typically pass away first. So now we have somewhere between a 30 and 50% reduction in cash flow after the husband passes away. And, you know, the woman may live another eight to 10 years beyond the death of their husband without the cash flow from the pension, a reduced social security, because you lose the lower of the two social security checks. And most people aren't thinking about that, right? It's it's kind of an emotional decision. Hey, I want the biggest check. I worked my whole life. You know, this is what they're offering. I'm going to take advantage of them by taking the most amount of money. And you know, that's a that's a big challenge. Let me ask you just for sure. cl- uh, just just for clarity. Once the decision is made, you own it. Yeah, it's it, one and it, done. It's one and done. Yeah. Yeah, no do-overs. No do-overs. It's not like when I played on Ruscombe Street in Northeast Philadelphia, ice hockey, or uh, street hockey, you know? Game on, game over. It's game over. Game over. Game over. So, I want to make a case for lump sum pension distribution, just like Sherry was just talking about. Because a lot of times, the stability of monthly payments may may sound really reassuring, but what are you giving up to go that route? And this is not what people tend to think about. So, so a couple things. Number one, here's a couple quick examples. Like large corporations recently, uh, Pfizer, big company, Bristol Myers, they have forever and a day kind of extolled the virtues of their defined benefit pension plans. But here's what happened in 17. Uh, Pfizer decided to finally pull the plug on their defined pension plan for their employees and went to what they consider a more investor-friendly 401k. Uh, Bristol, that was back in 17. 
Bristol-Myers made a decision here in 19 that they're going to do the same exact thing. So here's two corporations um, that are really kind of the latest examples of a trend that's been uh, becoming much more prevalent in the private sector in recent years, the extinction of these defined benefit plans. And as an alternative, more and more corporations are electing to either freeze or discontinue the defined benefit plans and then replace them with the employer match 401k plans. These plans are way easier and much, much cheaper for corporations to basically administer. And um, so, you know, what's making, what motivates the move for these corporations away from the defined benefit plans over to the 401k, Joe? It's, it's really simple. It shifts the responsibility of risk from the corporation to the employee, yeah. right? Now, it's probably better to have one than not have one. We see people with pension plans uh, do much, much better in retirement than those that don't. But as younger people are maturing and aging, uh, the chances of them having one have become very limited. So we only have the fallback to the 401k plan. Yeah, I was going to reference that Sherry had referenced the percentage of 75% as we get much further along, you know, that that number is going to start to come start to come down. So if you're just peeking up at the doorstep of retirement, you, you may may or not you may or may not be in that position. That's exactly right. And, you know, interestingly enough, there's so many things that are kind of um, coming together at the same time. I kind of call it almost like a perfect storm. Um, you know, a lot of people who are investing are investing with money managers through mutual funds or ETFs or whatever it may be. Uh, Most times today, those money managers are younger than the average financial advisor. And the importance of that is some of them have never, ever experienced a bear market. So they've only known good times. And when we start to see things shift and go the other way, which we know always does, it's going to be a really uh, enlightening experience for a lot of investors out there. They're, they've dealt with somebody who's too young to actually experience what a bear market can do to an investment strategy. So, And with that said, Joe, just like you said, too, as people are looking up at retirement and these pensions not being there, there really becomes a much bigger need to start strategizing about how to produce additional guaranteed income outside of Social Security. Because when we, when we meet with people 75% of the time, it's a pension, it's Social Security, and it's retirement assets. If you take one of the legs out of that three-legged stool and are only left with Social Security and retirement assets, and you're fully invested in the market, and the market goes through the gyrations that it will always go through for the rest of our lives, you may start to see a significant deterioration in income. And remember, at the end of the day, it's not about your net worth. It's really about the income that you can produce in retirement. So we, that's kind of some of the retraining that we do. So I want to go very, very quickly on some of the trade-offs to consider. So when you're thinking about, so the lump sum option carries with it more investment risk, which is borne by the employee, but it also provides much more growth opportunity and flexible distribution options. The annuity option, the pension, while more stable, 
and much more predictable, severely restricts the pensioner's ability to adjust to rising cost of living in retirement. It's a flat payment. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. So again, not a lot of flexibility to it. Um, one should make the decision based on what's best for your individual financial goals, but a lump sum option does provide several important advantages over a typical annuity election. Number one, a lump sum affords complete control of your funds. It avoid, number two, it avoids dependence on the company's solvency. It also offers many distribution options. It gives the investor much more control over their tax liability, and it allows you the ability to pass to your heirs the remaining account balances upon death, which can be incredibly valuable wealth building tool for your family. So just those couple of points I just made there, Joe, really kind of, if you've got that option for the lump sum, it may make sense to go that route. Well done and well said by David Bazaar. Special thanks to Sherry Eigen for Thank being you. part of the uh, show today, Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show on this Saturday. I hope you enjoy the 145th Run for the Roses in Louisville, Kentucky uh, this afternoon. And I hope you took some of our information uh, today uh, to heart. Uh, folks, I can tell you this. You can't buy the information that you get on Roadmap to Retirement, the radio show. That's going to do it for this week. We'll see you next Saturday. On behalf of David Bazaar, Brett Elam, Sherry Eigen, who is in studio, and, of course, Karen Bazaar. I'm Joe Krause. See you next time, everybody. This program is a paid commercial announcement and in no way represents the views of WPHT or its management.